this Don turns around this super narrow trail. He has to kind of go up the mountainside and then kind of do a two-point turn. We hear this loud snap crack. I'm not exactly sure to identify what it was. And all of us kind of went, huh, what was that? Well, he broke his. Hi, I'm Tony and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show where we put the fun not the FU, in off-road fun. This is the Thank only, <laughs> this, yeah, thankfully, this Thank is the, goodness, only, yeah. the only show where you can hear Jeep owners talk about Jeep things like mud, rocks, and giant tires, and not get weird looks. Actually, mm-hmm. we're used to weird looks. So yeah. strap in, grab your favorite beverage, and get ready to laugh, learn, and have a damn good time. We guarantee that after listening to us, you'll have that sudden urge to buy a jeep and hit the trails <laughs> yep <laughs> people are hitting the roulette wheel well, i got a sudden like urge that. to go to the bathroom to stop listening to uh uh yeah. write a nasty note yeah no, no no to buy a jeep so don't say we didn't warn you on tonight's mm-hmm. episode we're going to be talking about jeep uh death wobble settle- settlement we've talked about this recently we're going to talk about it again uh, and uh, the jeep four by e boogie what <laughs> Is it dancing? Oh, you know, boy, here this, we go. this could go back to our, our prior flagship episode where we were talking about the pee bottles that uh, would be, yes. <laughs> if you're if you're doing a Jeep uh, boogie, maybe you need to pull over uh, and yeah. Yeah, we'll, get those bottles. <laughs> we'll also talk about the breakdowns Wendy and uh, team had on Gold Mountain. We we talked about this recently, but we're going to get into more details on this. And this yeah. is really based on the, the, the video that I saw recently uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, of these breakdowns. It was just fascinating, and we're going to talk more about that tonight. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and I hope you get to listen to my newbie nuggets. There's bound to be a gem in there somewhere on every Tuesday episode. Check it out. Well, going back to the pee bottle, if there's a gem in there, that's just a bonus. (laughs) That's a good thing. That means you're not in the hospital somewhere. And you and you may have too high a mineral in your diet. God, you're, you've lost all the listeners at this point, Tony. They're like, what the hell did I turn into? So this kind of this kind of fits into the, the whole pee bottle thing. Yes, it uh, does. Death wobble. Uh, everybody raise your hand if you love it. Yeah, so right. you don't Nobody. actually you actually don't have to shake if you have death wobble, right? If you time it right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, help me, help me, help me. Have, okay. You know, we had a conversation when you went to join this about. I know that. I know. <laughs> so let's refer you back to the uh, the waiver. Uh, yes. So uh, Jeep Death Wobble Settlement is. So Jeep is going to offer a settlement on Wrangler Gladiator uh, Death Wobble issues. I mean, isn't well, this just part of Jeeping? It is part of Jeeping. Just fix some things and stop it. Why do they have to go back and. It's, it's an early warning system, right? it's telling you you got parts you need to replace (laughs) or 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 you lifted too high and too quick yeah or uh or better yet it's upgrades it's upgrade suggestions that's right (laughs) (laughs) so jeep is offering a settlement for uh to owners of certain 2018 to 2020 wrangler and 2020 gladiator models that have experienced a problem known as death wobble wendy can you can you give us a reader's digest version of what death wobble is for the individuals that haven't been lucky enough to experience it firsthand (laughs) essentially the tires are not doing the same thing at the same time they're kind of bouncing back and forth and your steering wheel is just jabbing back and forth and you're trying to do everything you can to keep that jeep straight 
you don't want to be drinking something, especially with a standard transmission. You don't want to be drinking something or eating a burger when death no. wobble occurs. No, and you definitely want to have both hands on the wheel. So basically, death wobble is a rapid uh, back and forth of the wheels, which translates yeah. into the steering wheel and actually will make uh, quite a bit of noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they call it death wobble because you're pretty damn sure you're going to die. <laughs> you're pretty much sure. It's happening now. Here I come. <laughs> and and, and nine, nine times out of ten, it is going to be a, uh, a steering uh, issue, a worn, a worn part. Uh, it can be uh, wildly out of balance tires. So one tire Could is... Be. Is, yep. is really out of balance. Uh, they can happen with mud, like if you have mud terrains or, or maximum traction tires. It, a lot of mud can get up in there, and sometimes if it gets more on, on one side or uh, or the yep. other, it can cause a death wobble. Uh, it, generally, the mud comes out pretty quick, um, so you, you get rid of that pretty quickly, but death wobble can occur with that. But uh, if you're driving down the road and usually 30, 40 miles an hour, it's always at a certain speed. Uh, it is. It, it's a harmonic uh, vibration that gets set up, and it, it, it starts out kind of slow and then rapidly increases. And there's two things you can do when that happens. You can speed up or slow down. I have not met the person with big enough balls to speed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to. Well, maybe. Who knows? I it, don't know. That could be interesting. It's counterintuitive. You know, there's it's a problem. Very- you, yeah. you know, you, you got but a problem. You slow down. Yeah, and you, you instantly want to slow down. Absolutely. And uh, you'll find that it happens about the same speed. Uh, and, and, and it can't be, it's not as, as uh, it's different for everybody because it really depends on the part, uh, how much wear is in there, and just whenever the, 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 the oscillation starts. And uh, if somebody tells you you have to replace your steering stabilizer, that's not the fix. It, it can help uh, dampen the, the wobble, but. When you get it, when you actually get death wobble, it's too late to replace the steering stabilizer. It's not going to fix it. It's still going to happen. It just may not make it. It may make it a little better, but I guarantee you, you're, it's not going to make it where you can just drive it. Um, have you ever experienced death wobble on any of uh, your Jeeps or really any of your, any of your vehicles? Because it's you know, really we, solid axle vehicles. Yeah, uh, I think the Chevy kind of had one one time, and it was just sort of. Something was off balance. It wasn't necessarily a tire issue. It was just the road was weird and the right, exactly what you said, the speed. So it's not fun, but I don't think I truly have ever experienced death wobble, nor do I want to, by the way. Let me just knock on some wood. Um, Yeah, we just, we haven't had it with the Jeep, so, Mm -hmm. which is nice. So under the proposed settlement uh, obtained by Detroit Free Press, Jeep is extending the warranty coverage for up to eight years or 90,000 miles to include all parts and labors needed to replace the failed uh, front suspension dampener. So that's what they're replacing or, or determining that's what's wrong? <laughs> yes. What? Yes. And, the, and people are going, well, these assholes know what the hell they're talking about. Jeep they don't. built the, no, I'm talking about us. Yeah. Jeep oh, built us. it. They're engineered it. So they're doing the steering stabilizer. So obviously that's the fix. Okay. No, that's a cheap fix. And it's really easy to get to. <laughs> so huh. now, does it have something to do with it? Yes. Can you drive a Jeep and not have death wobble without a steering stabilizer? Yes, there's a lot of Jeeps out there, modified Jeeps, that don't have steering stabilizers and also, too, don't have death wobble. Hmm. So, uh, so this is uh, uh, the, the, this uh, uh, 
upgraded warranty, so to speak, on the yeah. suspension like, dampener, like steering double. stabilizer, yeah, like is double. a significant increase from the standard limited warranty, which typically lasts three years or 36,000 miles. So that's that's good. I mean, it, so I just have a question for you, though. Either you have a problem or you don't, or they're just waiting. And within your within the eight years, you're, you own this vehicle this year's, you're going to have death wobble and we have a fix for you. Is that what they're saying? That, well, you know, I, I I guess it really just depends on the legal side of things. What you know, what can you throw uh, at the problem? Uh, to, 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 and I want to say the problem. I don't mean the death wall. I mean the legal side of things. What can you? What can Jeep throw at this problem to pacify everybody uh, that this is an acceptable uh, way to deal with it? But but why not just do a, a recall? Hello, well, money. I mean, <laughs> well, I understand. So, so what what we're saying is. If you're the kind of jeeper that you're used to death wobble, no big deal. But if you're brand new to jeeping and all of a sudden this happens, they've got a fix for you. Well, supposedly. normally I would say fix your shit because well, not, yeah. not not to jeep, but to the jeep owner. Yes, I agree. But but this unfortunately is happening on new jeeps, so I can I can kind of see the reasoning behind you would expect to get you know eighty a hundred thousand miles before you have to deal with this. But, uh, but you're still, these are 18 to 20 Wranglers and 2020 Gladiator. So we're already three years into this, people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can't say I disagree with you. I mean, I, again, I go back to what I just said, fix your shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Because uh, a steering stabilizer is not going to fix it. And and it sounds like legally that's the only thing that the Jeep has to do to uh, pacify the, the people that are complaining. You're still going to have to fix your stuff is what I'm saying. Exactly, uh, but but at least this is a way uh, that you can get a uh, a free steering steering stabilizer. But it's kind of like uh, driving someplace or going to the airport and flying. Do you really want to spend the two or three hours about getting on the plane and off the plane and getting your baggage and all the rest of that stuff, or do you just want to drive the 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 four hundred miles and not have to yeah. deal with all that? And that's kind of the thing with the steering stabilizer. If you if you don't if you don't know how to replace the steering stabilizer yourself, well, this might be the way to go. But it, it's it's really simple. My daughter has done it on her 2001 uh, TJ. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's it, it, it's just something good. Uh, I mean, it's good PR, I guess. Uh, yeah. Although designing it where you don't have death wobble in the first place would well, probably be better. Well, there's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. In, in a perfect world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So I don't know if you're aware of this, Tony, but the Jeep Cherokee is leaving Australia as the right-handed drives production ends. Did you know this? So you're saying there's Jeeps in Australia? <laughs> yes, there's Jeeps in Australia. We actually have listeners from Australia. Did you know that? That's kind of cool. Yeah, but I figured they imported their Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently they're just going to, they've ended the production of that right-hand drive for the Cherokee. And they didn't give a specific timeline. They're just saying, we're just going to stop doing it. I thought, I don't know. I don't understand. Why would they, wait. Let me let me see if I understand this right. Isn't it all right-handed drive down there? It is. Unfortunately, they've got that wrong. I, and I, and I told Wayne <laughs> in New Zealand this several times. Yeah, like it's all wrong down there. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys are doing it wrong. <laughs> so, but uh, here's my question. You know, we talked a couple episodes ago about the Cherokee stopping production in the U.S. and moving to Mexico. Do you think they're doing the same thing with these? Oh. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, gosh, it just seems like to me it would be, and, and I don't know the the uh, the costs involved, but it just seems like to me it would be cheaper to build them uh, there 
yeah, and, and not have to in. ship them there. Yeah. Because well, I guess it's, yeah. it's, it's right hand drive. And, and could you, I don't even know what the laws are there as far as left hand drive vehicles. I mean, are you I, allowed? I, I know you no. can drive right handed vehicles here and not deliver mail. <laughs> 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 but but uh, I don't know what the laws are there. You know, it's funny, I, I, just talking about this, it, it's not the same Cherokee, of course, it's the XJ. But uh, Wayne down in New Zealand uh, for, for quite a while had an, had an XJ, and it was super rare. People in New Zealand were giving him crap about doing any modifying it and just balls to the walls, hitting the mud and everything else with it, just tearing it the hell up because it was such a uh, unusual vehicle to be there. I mean, and this wow. is back whenever Cherokees here, you could buy them for uh, $1,000. So yeah. it was like nothing. And then when he wanted to get parts, uh, alternator or anything like that, it was such a pain in the ass because there's no parts right. in New Zealand for that. And it, it's well. just a little island and everything had to be shipped and uh, so on and so forth. So it really surprises me that uh, that the, the Jeep is doing this where they're going to be uh, removing this. It's, it, it must be sales uh, that they're uh, well, that yeah, it's it's a problem. It's fallen, in, I guess, in the recent years, and they said they have less than about 40, 40 new Cherokees left for sale in the whole country. Just 40. I don't know that I would want to buy that Cherokee, but, you know, it, it's kind of like that thing. If you had the money, it'd be kind of cool to buy one. Wouldn't it? And keep low miles on it, you know, kind of a collector yes. vehicle. This, would, this yeah. would be the time to do it whenever they're not making yeah. them anymore. I think so. I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing, especially when we talked about them moving it to Mexico for the U.S. So maybe there's another story to it somewhere underlying. Well, it could be. It very well could be. Maybe our listeners know uh, why, if they're going to continue to make right-handed Cherokees. And uh, I'm kind of wondering if maybe the Cherokee's on its way out. I mean, we reported last week about the Belvedere plant uh, no longer making them. So, um, you know, I, I love the name. I mean, Jeep Cherokee means a lot to me. Uh, just not so much on the uh, the most recent incarnation of the Cherokee. Well, no. <laughs> it would just be so wonderful if they had come out with an updated uh, Cherokee, uh, really where you could really see the old XJ in the, mm-hmm. or or even the one that was before the XJ that people remind me about. Uh, that yeah. even one that looked more like that. I don't know why they have to make them all look like a a Reebok tennis shoe. I like Reeboks, by the way. I don't get it. Just well, the, the shape, you know, the shape well, of the tennis yeah. shoe, the Reebok tennis shoe. Uh, it just yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and all these crossover SUV uh, crap. I mean, that's the problem. I'm really the problem I had with it was that that Jeep is something that stands out from everybody else. Yes, we're different. Yes, and on, then and on then, purpose. Yeah, and then when they came out with the Cherokee, which was such a popular vehicle, almost three million of the uh, the XJs were made. Such a, I mean, government, uh, the uh, Postal Service, uh, they were just all over the place. They were on military bases, Air Force bases, just all over the place. Uh, And uh, just a great overall vehicle. And uh, then they came out with uh, the new Cherokee. And and I think a lot of the people that were big Cherokee XJ supporters were very disappointed. I know I was. All right, Wendy. uh, I don't know about this. Maybe you do. Jeep. 4 by e boogie? Does somebody need to blow the Jeep's nose? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Of course, by the time people are hearing this, the Super Bowl's already happened, but it was a commercial, Tony. Did you get to see it called Electric Boogie? I, I did not. You know, mm. uh, thankfully, and, and no offense to all the, uh, the people out there that love professional football, I was so happy 
that with the multiple choices of uh, uh, stuff to look at on the internet and stuff to look on TV, I had no, (laughs) I no, this is better. I had no idea it was even coming on. Oh my goodness! Until you really tuned out until maybe about a week. Uh, I, it wasn't anything act, I actively tried to not see or hear about. I just yeah. didn't know anything about it until maybe a week before it happened. It might have been a few days before it happened. Now, wow. I will I will say the, the, the commercials usually are the thing to watch on the Super Bowl. Of course. That's the only thing you do. You, you actually tape it. You don't watch it. Then you tape it and you can go back and fast forward through the game and go right to the commercials. Yeah. I can only well, see the Super Bowl being something interesting. It's a I think it's a fun thing to do with multiple people at like an yes, event. Like a party, yeah. And you're and you're really not watching it anyway when you're doing no, that. You just wait for somebody to scream and then you pay attention to what's going on on the T V. Of course or, no. or if it's your team that's playing, you know? Well that's different. Yeah. Yeah. And like for us, we were on our way to my dad's party slash Super Bowl party when we're that tire blew for us, right? So we missed it too. But I did see this commercial, and um, I would love the listeners' input on this, by the way. Uh, I thought it was, well, I'm just going to use the words, ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of stupid, actually. Yeah. So, the, the music's there, but they've taken all these animals. So, basically setting it up, they've got the Wrangler 4XE and the Grand Cherokee 4XE. They're in sort of simulated off-road situ- situations. So, there's the problem I have right there, the word simulated. Like, let's put them on the actual trails, people, and show them what the vehicles can do. And then they've got all these animals, like they're going through a jungle. Well, I understand they sell to everybody in the, the world, you know, to 100 different countries. But do you really have to put all these animals together that are trying to dance and boogie? And I'm sorry, I, it kind of lost me at some point. So I'm not really sure what the point was. I, I got to figure at some point in this commercial, and I haven't seen it. There has to be an asterisk on the screen and it says no animals were harmed during the making. <laughs> you know, well, even though there is so, CGI dancing, they still so have to cheesy. have the disclaimer. Yeah, it's so cheesy you can actually see that the animals are CGI. Like, really? If you okay, thought they good. were real animals, give me a break. <laughs> okay. so, then it, so then it makes you wonder, so is this electric thing just, what, a simulated thing? It's not real? I mean, why not put the rubber on the road and let's see what those vehicles can do? Or not do, and let's just see it. Oh, so, they, anyway. no, nobody wants that, especially marketing. <laughs> <laughs> marketing right now is going, shut her up. <laughs> the, the, the trail rated badge is all you need to know, Wendy. <laughs> That's all it is. These yeah. can do this. Yeah. And, and they have this um, where you can plug in, you know, this big old tower. Okay. So you have to still power that tower, people. How is that going to happen? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, again, they're, they're kind of forcing the media down at our throat. So that it's sort of acceptable to us. You know how if you watch something long enough or you're told something the same long enough, you're going to believe it? Yeah, I think it's if you repeat the lie enough times and different sources, you're going to believe it. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. And so I'm not saying that Jeep is lying, by the way. Let's just clarify that right now. But when we've seen the ads uh, Josh talked about a couple times where they had this big monolith that just sits in the middle of, you know, like Moab. Really? Um, I mean, how are they going to get power to these vehicles? I don't know. So anyway, the commercial is interesting. We have a do we have a link for it so people come see it so they can. We will. Know. It'll definitely be in the <laughs> the show notes for episode seven eighty. Oh, so you'll we're be probably going to get all yeah get all these calls. You can go right into uh, jeeptalkshow.com, dot com. Go uh, to seven eighty and watch the video right there on the Jeep Talk Show website. And you should check out the Jeep Talk Show website, especially if you heard something 
on the show and you can't quite remember it, uh, you just all you need to do is just remember when it was on and uh, the, give you an idea of where to poke around and find it. But uh, we have very detailed show notes, and that's the reason why we have them there, so that you can find the information that we've uh, uh, had in the past uh, that uh, you may want to know more about. So was the music any good, Wendy? You know, I didn't listen to all of it because I was... I, I think my you've said it on. all right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that that song and that, you know, all the different artists that put the, have done that electric boogie, it's kind of a neat little dance thing. So I just, I'm not sure how it correlates anyway. So it was more about the dance than it was the music is what you're saying. It's more about the CGI and the fact that the cars are not on the real ground. So there you go. Kind of <laughs> makes you wonder whenever you're spending that much money for a Super Bowl commercial, uh, why you wouldn't put your both your best dance foot forward. Just don't understand. And somebody sitting in a room going, hey, check this out. This is what we come up with. And there's execs going, oh, God, I love this. Really? Okay. Somehow I missed it. Decisions have to be made. That's right. Hey there, Jeep Talk Show listener. As always, we're on the lookout for the latest and greatest news and tips to bring to you, our fellow Jeep enthusiast. I think everybody's a Jeep enthusiast. If I mean, if they if they know and they love Jeeps, they they must be an enthusiast. Even they, if they haven't they made, have to be. yeah, even yeah. if they haven't made modifications, they can still be a, a, an enthusiast. So, exactly. so do you have any news tips or story ideas that you think we should cover on the show? Whether it's a new product release, an upcoming event, or a hot topic in the Jeep community, we want to hear from you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com/contact to find out all the ways that you can contact us. So I know back in episode 730, Tony, we talked about our little trip on Gold Mountain. We had done a cleanup day, not really cleanup day. We did a fence maintenance day. Um, and then we were done around two o'clock. We should have been off the mountain by about 230-ish. And then we had those two major trail All breaks. The, the best laid plans. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you that are familiar with Gold Mountain, you know that all of the obstacles are on the front side. And when you go off the back side, it's pretty much just a lot of zigzag and you know tight turns and you just get off the basic thing yes there's tree roots and things you got to watch for but no real obstacles so why would we have two jeeps break things within 10 feet of each other and and you guys weren't it wasn't like a jeep going over an obstacle we weren't and it broke and then the other jeep (laughs) goes over the same obstacle and it broke and it broke no that's not it at all it's just it didn't make any sense it was like uh there was uh there was some sort of curse uh, put on <laughs> put on the group at that uh, that day. <laughs> I don't know. It was crazy making. It was uh, getting cold. It ended up being about 25 degrees. And on the backside, uh, we had had snow earlier. Uh, it was This is at the end of last year that we did this. So uh, I think it was November we had some snow. So there was still remnants of ice in places and whatever. But So basically, if you didn't listen to that episode and you want to get a quick update, we did do a video uh, Bill did a part one, part two. Part one was all of the, the fence mending, and then part two was our trail carnage. Um, so basically what happened is um, the rear track bar in our Jeep actually broke. So what that does is it holds the axle centered. And as we were making these sharp turns, we could hear this clunk and this sound, and it was almost something rubbing on a tire, if you can imagine that. So we finally got out because once you hear and you feel something different, well, the axle was not in line with the Jeep. It was slightly skewed, you know, to one side. So we had asked Don, who was ahead of us, um, and there was five Jeeps 
in this uh, at this point. There were others that had already gone ahead, but there were five of us in this little group. So you're saying it could have been worse. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so the thankful. The curse could have been uh, yeah. much much worse. But real quick, the 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 you said the rear track bar, it, the the mount actually separated from the axle. At, uh, yes, correct. It was the actual the actual bracket that that broke that holds it together. Now, yeah. who, then that that's not a stock axle uh, that you have on there, right? Um, is it a curry no the back one is not a curry but we now have more beefier curry stuff well, in I was, there. <laughs> yeah i was really surprised because when i saw that uh, that bracket that was broken i didn't i didn't think that curry had something it looked like a factory bracket yeah i'm sure it was and you know whenever you buy a jeep and ours was gently dented and used um you know you don't go out and just replace everything you sort of wheel and you do things, and as you upgrade, you upgrade. You know, you don't. No, no, nobody's I, made it that. Kind and no of, dispersions so. on that should have been oh, replaced. I just want to make sure that not. wasn't a curry that <laughs> no. did that because I was really surprised. I would no. be really surprised if it was. No, it wasn't. So when Don came back, so we were looking for ratchet straps. Now I think I mentioned in the episode we carry all kinds of gear on board. We're we're prepared for all kinds of things. Well, on this day, we pulled the majority of that kind of gear out. Because we made room for fence posts and sure. hole diggers and all the equipment that we needed and wire and whatever else. So we didn't even have ratchet straps, which we know is Josh's favorite item. Mm-hmm. Um, not not Chuck's, but it doesn't matter. He, he has them for <laughs> sleeping in his bed, just in That's case. That's right. Just to hang on to things. <laughs> straps himself in. So Don came back. He had two ratchet straps on board. And they were able, they meaning Don, uh, Bill and um, Paul was with us. And so they use this ratchet straps to hold it in place, basically, get everything back in and get us off the mountain. Again, we're only going about 20 more minutes, right? So that's fine. This Don turns around this super narrow trail. He has to kind of go up the mountainside and then kind of do a two-point turn. We hear this loud snap crack. I'm not exactly sure to identify what it was. And all of us kind of went, huh, what was that? Well, he broke his left... um, tie rod at the bolt at the ball joint yeah the tie rod end yeah just snapped it right there mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, With, and, and it, this wasn't a small tie rod end either this is this is aftermarket stuff that's on there uh, I, no I, well his was at the time when they put the axle in they they didn't have anything beefier to offer oh. so this was a little bit we would call it a little bit thinner than probably what it needed so definitely was it time that it was going to break at some point possibly there was no in, no um, indication of maybe like a tear or a rip prior or any kind of damage because mm-hmm. we looked at everything. So anyway, long story short. So we've got wire on board because we've been mending fences. So they start to do that. Um, they kind of put it together. They We kind of get down a little further trail. The, the plan was to get down as far as we could to the end. And then somebody would take me to get our truck and trailer to come back and take the Jeeps because we didn't think either of them were drivable. Well, we couldn't, the Jeep behind us couldn't get around us because the trail was narrow. So they proceed to go down. One of the other guys, there was two other Jeeps, they came back up and we got to a point and Bill and Paul had to, this is about four or five times that they had to stop, get out and reattach this tie rod. Now, again, that's the steering for those of you who are brand new or you're not sure what I'm talking about. You can't steer if this is broken. Well, you can steer. So, you can still steer one one wheel. Yes, <laughs> you just can't steer you, both of them. But when you think, <laughs> think of a think of a Bronco <laughs> with independent front steering. There you go. But when you're making tight 
sharp left and right turns, you need to be oh, able to yeah. turn the tire. Definitely. Two tires so, is, is always the preferred way. <laughs> you know, they, they, they do a repair. It was wire. They finally put a ratchet strap on it, whatever they could. Well, there's a lot of um, pressure on there, too, because, yes, I mean, obviously there's there is because it broke a tie rod in. There's a yes. lot of stress on there. So trying yeah. to do that with wire is like, you know, you're you're spitting in the wind. You're hope, it's hoping it's not going to hit you in the face. And this was thick, thick wire, right? Because this is fencing wire, but it didn't hold. The ratchet strap didn't hold. So they kept having to stop, repair, stop, repair. So it's about halfway down from this spot. One of the other Jeepers came back, picked me up, took me all the way back home. Um, I go to get the the trailer and the, the, the Chevy and the trailer hooked up. And the other vehicle, Bill's work truck, is in front of the black trailer. Oh, okay. So, I, I remember so, there was keys involved. Yeah, and he has the keys. Yeah, he has the keys, yeah. And I'm like, what, wait, what? what is happening here? He never carries those keys on the drive. Why? We don't need those keys on the drive. Anyway. So, Wendy, so, it's okay if you admit to this. At, at that point, did you just go, well, I'm going to shower and go to bed? <laughs> I tried. I did my best. Because I love the company, of course. So, you know. Anyway, long story short, took me forever to find the extra set in the safe. I, it was not a regular key fob that I was looking for. And of Bill course. failed to let me know that it was just a flat, you know, just an old-fashioned, I call old-fashioned key. Yeah. So I finally get that out of the way. I get the truck and trailer hooked up. It's pitch dark, by the way, at this point. It's cold, 25 degrees. I drive back up. Of course, you can't go fast when you're hauling a trailer. And I'm in my the Chevy, so I'm not airing down. So, of course, the road is super rocky on the backside with Gold Mountain, if you're familiar with that. So we finally get there. I get the truck and trailer turned around. We They finally made it down to the end of the trail. And again, Bill and Paul underneath the Jeep, back in fixing it. Let's go a little further. And when you when you say Paul, you mean former uh, Nexon Tire employee? Paul, Paul Crawford, he has the Gladiator. He's been with us on a lot of... On a oh, okay. Lot when you said Paul before, I thought it was the Nexon Tire, former oh, Nexon Tire Paul. That would be fun if he was with us. He yeah. would have been like, what the yeah. heck? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I was anyway, thinking. <laughs> yeah. So then imagine, so we get there, the way the trail comes down from Gold Mountain to the, the road, it's straight on like a T. We're now on that road. So you've got to get the Jeep turned again to be able to get up on the trailer. Once they got that done in the trailer, we pushed, you know, close to the Jeep. Now you've got to keep the tire straight to get pushed up into the trailer. Sure. So two guys are literally pushing on that tire to keep it straight as Dawn is slowly, you know, driving it up on the trailer. So Yeah, I see somebody kicking one of the tires. <laughs> because it was out of what all you needed it was to go a little bit off. So uh-huh. it's interesting how things like that can happen. We all came together. That same guy that had picked me up and brought me to the house went to one of the local little stores here in town and uh, picked up some burritos. Nobody cared. We were so dang hungry. Now it's oh, close yeah. to eight o'clock at night. We left it two from a perfectly beautiful, sunshiny day, thinking we'd be home by three. It was my fault, by the way, because I said, oh, my gosh, hon, we're going to be home early. <laughs> we can get some things done today. Yes, it's my fault. Um, but two breaks in the trail. So, anyway, the, the video is awesome. Bill did a fabulous job. It's actually got some funny parts in it. Um, if you get a chance to click on it in the show notes and check it out or go to the uh, our Trails for One One YouTube channel and you can see it, but it is good. So, so let me ask you, uh, I think you already alluded to this. Maybe I missed it. Uh, so the axle fix for your uh, Jeep was not to weld into the bracket on there. You guys literally replaced the rear axle? No, he fixed the bracket and re-welded. He had, he had briefier brackets and okay he just that was gonna be my next question is so he took the bracket that was on, that broke off 
didn't yes. just didn't just re-weld the bracket that no, broke, which no, is, which obviously nope. is the best way of doing it. Yeah, no. And, and, it, and he had these beefier ones back at the shop. Of course, he oh, does, of course, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're Jeep owners. Of course, you got extra parts. Yeah. And then Don, they ended up getting a, a beefier tie rod from I believe it's Rock Jock. Mm-hmm. Or Curry. I yeah, don't quote me on that. Uh, but uh, yes. So Don's repair should have been very easy. I mean, that could have been done very, on the trail if you had the parts. It was, it was that yes. And it was actually the the Jeep was still on the trailer. We left it here. Um, we went down and got the parts and then brought it back up and they had it fixed within moments. I mean, it really wasn't didn't take that long to replace that. No. Um, it was longer for Bill to do the welding and take ours apart and do all that stuff. But it's yeah, just so, it's just so hard to come up with a on the trail repair if you don't have parts with that thing because uh, it's it literally it's a round like a, a a piece of round metal like a, a dowel a metal dowel so to speak with threads on it and if yep. it, if it breaks in half how do you how do you put those you two can't. things together you know you there's just no way of doing it you got to really replace it so yeah. uh, and uh, yeah and if you don't have the part then it's just really hard to do um, so uh, has there been any discussion about a on the trail welder yes. Um, it's on our list now, bucket list. We mm-hmm. talked to Larry mm-hmm. a little bit. I was just going to uh, say, Larry, I was going to mention Larry yeah. Jeeping Mo, and you guys yep. should check out his, uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. I, and actually I'll go and see if I can't find the, uh, I think he's got a YouTube video there about, uh, the, uh, the portable welder, the 12 yes. volt or 48 volt or his welder that uh, he purchased and carries with him. Uh, and of course, this is something that you would have left behind for the fence posts. And More stuff. than likely because of <laughs> what we were doing for the day. But it does. I said to Bill, OK, from now on, I want the wire, the extra bolts. I want all the ratchet straps. All of the basic stuff does not need to leave the Jeep ever <laughs> like that is not happening again. So, so have you guys had any thoughts? And, and this stuff doesn't happen very often. And, and no. actually, you're, you since you've been burned with two. Uh, really weird uh, issues at the same time. You, you're probably good for the next 10 years. But, ha- but have you guys thought about anything like maybe uh, getting a, a small Jeep trailer to be able to carry uh, additional stuff like the fence posts and things and so that you can mm-hmm. keep your Jeep set up? <laughs> That's a really good idea. Um, I don't know if I know they've talked a little bit about it, but then you're thinking, well, what does that axle and tires look like on that rig? Because you got it, the climbing, as you've been on Gold Mountain. It's not just like, let me just pull a trailer Well, you need to get, and I don't know what it's called, but you need to get one of those uh, axle, uh, military axle things that has the big hoop on the end. And and of course, this just uh, uh, something that's made for off-road, which of course that that hitch helps. And uh, I would love to have a little trailer that I could pull uh, and and put stuff in. I just don't have any place to put it, but but you guys have a place. And of course, uh, you could, uh, I would recommend uh, talking to Don, uh, and uh, the the Paul that you mentioned, and say, hey, uh, let's all chip in and get a trailer, and we can keep it at my house. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's you know, we we do try to maintain the trails up here. We're very active in making sure that those stay you know protected and open. Mm-hmm. So it is something that the club, our Bear Valley Four by Four Club up here, has talked about some kind of a trailer as well to keep all that equipment in. So, but who knows? You know what? It was one of those fluky things. Um, like I said, it'll never happen again. That's right, and we're good, and, and that tie rod is not coming off of Don's. So I can tell you that that thing is beefy and good. Mm-hmm. So well, we're you just excited. you just screwed him again, didn't you? No, I did. <laughs> by no, saying by saying that, you just screwed nope. him again. I'm like, not happening. <laughs> it is not happening. But anyway, but it just goes to show you that even with all the experience, things can happen. It also tells you that we were not what I call wheeling off road. We were getting off the mountain on a basic road. <laughs> 
There was no, there's nothing that Bill went over to have that break. There was nothing that Don could have done or differently to change that. It's just one of those, it's time. And here we are. <laughs> so, but we laugh about it. It's, um, uh, that's all you can do. And we learned and we had fun and we have a story to tell. That's the best part of we yeah, have stories. Yeah. So you got something to talk about on the show. Um, oh my God. so, uh, and this is inside baseball and I'll explain it here in a second. So I would just recommend uh, Wendy, if at any time you guys are just off road like that, driving along and uh, the Jeep runs out of gas, you don't say anything. You just immediately hand the keys to bill. <laughs> here you go so you can have plausible deniability oh, man. <laughs> so, he still tried to redeem himself with stuff he's like I was so nope. Wendy got a, and correct me on any of this Wendy got a call from Bill because he was up on Gold Mountain and he needed some, some fuel because he went out with a quarter tank and he ran out of gas while he was up uh, yes, really. cause, <laughs> yeah cause he, because he stopped going downhill believe it or not and of course, the way well, that's the right. There was fuel. It just came, was fuel. It just wasn't getting it, picked up. Correct. And so he actually had to winch himself downhill with no power to try to get past, to be able to get the Jeep <laughs> level. I, it's hilarious. I would love video of it, quite frankly. I think it'd be hilarious. But yeah, so that's why we we don't let Bill and, and, and being down. the great supportive wife that you are, you immediately outed him on the show. For, I did wheeling and running out of gas. And, and the first thing I said <laughs> when he got, I said, "You guys okay?" Yes, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be so good on the show. I can't wait." And Bill's like, "Oh my gosh, face bomb, face bomb." Yeah, he's like, "No." Well, it's yeah. such, it's such a good way. It's supportive because it's such a good way to make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> never, I'm like, never go out with a quarter tank, people, ever. <laughs> That's, Just if you're going a few miles, it does not matter. Still the dang tape. <laughs> that's wonderful. So, um, oh, great story, Wendy. And, of course, we'll have the, the video in our show notes for uh, episode 780, our uh, Thursday flagship episode. If you guys don't already know, we do four episodes a week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, the Tuesday and Thursday episode are the flagship or classic uh, uh, format shows. And uh, on Wednesday, we have a roundtable that can be uh, questions of the uh, Zoom meeting members or a question and answer of a guest. Uh, and then Friday is our interview episode. We we have, uh, I've been told, uh, we have really, really good interviews. Surprise the hell out of me. I'm just talking. <laughs> it is good interviews. What are you talking about? Uh, but it just seems strange. It's not anything that I did. I, I tried it. I just talked to people. Uh, and uh, But anyway, the, we have we've been told really good interviews. So that's something that you can uh, look forward to every Friday. A great way to start your weekend. Yes. All right. So, uh this is just going to be a free form, uh, Wendy. Normally, we would have like a, a tech talk segment here or something. Okay. Is there something that you have experienced with uh, with your your and Bill's Jeep? Something, some modification that you guys made that was really a great modification. It could be something simple. It could be something really small. I mean, for example, I give you a small uh, thing that I did to the Gladiator. Um, the the Gladiator uh, doesn't come, and I think it's because of the the model being a Sport S. It doesn't come with a lot of little covers, or there's not even uh, even little like uh, Gladiator steps that that are on oh. the side. And when I say steps, okay. nothing that hangs out, just on the door right. and the the door jam or seal there. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, you can pay, you can buy a Rubicon, and they'll have them on. There may be they may be on higher models, but they didn't come mm-hmm. on the Sport S. So I, I bought those and put them on. And uh, one of the things that I got that was really a little silly, but makes it look finished. And the only time that you ever see it is if the doors are open are these little plastic things that fit on the piece of the lock that's part of the on the 
the uh, the pillar. So whenever you close the door and it, it attaches to that little uh, piece of metal that's hanging out. So it yeah. just has uh, this shiny bit of metal that uh, holds that little uh, square hook or, or, or uh, half uh, half a square there that the, the door lock latches into. I just got this little plastic thing and put, up, put it over there and it just holds itself in place. There's no sticky to it. It's just fitted. So now when you open it up, it's this nice black plastic cover that uh, doesn't interfere with the door and uh, you can open and close it and when it's open it it, it looks more finished so uh you know so it, it, those are little things that you can do that just makes things look uh, a little better it has nothing to do with uh, being able to get to go over taller things or faster or whatever it's just something mm-hmm. that's a nicety and it was really inexpensive so uh it doesn't have to be a, a big item uh to to be uh, something that you feel good about adding to your jeep there was two things I, that come to mind. One is the when we did the uh, Gen Right rock sliders for us. They're kind of what we consider like a wrap. They they go up and they go underneath. So they come out a little bit and then they kind of do this boat slide uh-huh. underneath, right? And connect to the sliders. And so that because of the type of wheeling that we do with the rocks and pivoting and all that kind of stuff, that probably was really really good. There is enough of a ledge, if you will, on those rock sliders. It's almost like a step to get in. So there's times when you're, you know, you stop the Jeep to get out and you're about falling off the Jeep because you're up pretty high. Well, it can be higher, too, depending on the angle that you're at. That's Uh, exactly right. The drop can be significant. Yeah. So it gives you enough to where if you had to climb in, literally, you could put a foot on one of those slides and get in there. So that'd be one of the things that I would say was one of the best things that I think happened early on. Um, The other thing we did that super didn't cost us anything except time is that we have the standard um, fenders on that Jeep. And Bill took the Dremel to it and trimmed them down. So they look more like what you could buy and spend tons of money on, but they're flexible um, because they're not that hard uh, um, metal or aluminum that other people will, will do. And depending on the look that you're looking for, our Jeep is white with the black accents. It looks fine. Um, he does try to keep them black as opposed to grayed out, you know, which over time that stuff does fade. Right. The but UV the, stuff on it makes it gray. Yeah. But the fact that he just trimmed them down so that they're a little bit thinner, they still are there. They still give a good look to the Jeep, I think. But it didn't cost us anything. We didn't have to buy that, you know. So there's all kinds of little things, like you said, Tony, you can do to improve your Jeep and not have to spend a lot of money yeah, on. So. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be cosmetic like what I was suggesting either. It, mm-hmm. it can be functional. Um, yeah. So, I'm sorry, did you say rock sliders or skid plates? No, they're uh, Genrite rock sliders. On rock the side. sliders, they, okay. They, yeah. They, yeah, they connect into the, the skid plates underneath. I would say, I mean, if you have toe points on a vehicle, that mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the rock sliders or rocker protection and even lower door protection is probably the most important add-on that you need uh, before you go off-road. Uh, you yeah. can go off-road without rock sliders, but you need to be careful so that you don't damage the, the, the rockers uh, or the, the even up to the bottom of the doors. You could get in a situation yeah. where you couldn't open and close the door. Uh, depending on what state it was in whenever the damage occurred. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. And that's one thing. We uh, we took the stock ones off when we bought the Jeep. Um, they just had stock rock sliders. And I'm sure they're fine. They look fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. But once we started getting into more difficult trails and into rocks, Bill did the research and we found those. I don't even know if Genrite still makes what we have. Mm-hmm. They make versions of it and they make a great product. Um, but I, I love them. And for what we do and how you can pivot 
Oh, and yes. actually, yeah. I mean, you, you're like doing a little ballet on rocks. It's kind of interesting. So you can use them to your benefit. Um, but you got to be careful on anything you do. You're not coming down hard on them and you're not trying to break things. So, mm -hmm. but that to me would be the best thing that I think for what we do in the kind of wheeling. Yes, the skid plate system underneath and, you know, obviously upgrading and bigger tires and beefier everything is important. But the sliders were super important. So uh, I asked about the skid plate thing because I thought I may have heard that wrong, but it immediately made me, when you talked about the sliders, it immediately made me think about the skid plate system that I want to get for the Gladiator uh, from mm -hmm. Motobuilt. Uh, they have just a absolutely gorgeous skid plate system that goes from the, the back all the way up and to the front covering yep. the, uh, the, the front uh, oil pan on the, the yes. 3.6. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. And I'm going to get get that one of these days. Uh, but uh, it, it's not absolutely necessary, but it gives you that, um, that good feeling about driving over things and you know you're not going to uh, puncture anything now now the gladiator comes with skids so it does have right. skid plate for the 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 fuel cell and yes uh, uh, the, the certainly for the, uh, the can, transfer case but you can still get hung up underneath there so right I, I just love the idea and it's one of those things that you you do uh, for your jeep and you just go oh this is just so cool nobody's ever going to see it <laughs> no they don't <laughs> absolutely well, well you hope funny. they don't <laughs> well no actually what's funny is we'll say to students you know take a look underneath because you wanted them to see, this is why we have them. Look at the scratches. Look at the dents. Look at what we've done. And I do think when you've been out wheeling and you've, you've sort of had that badge of honor, as we call it, you know, we're not purposely trying to destroy stuff. It's just that we know we can go out and we know when we come down and if something slips or we miscalculate a rock and it moves and you're slipping off, we're not having to do any major repairs at this point. So... It is a, a level of comfort, I would say. Well, it's all about going out, having fun, and getting back home without having to yes. uh, to repair things out on the trail. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with, with trail repairs. It brings people together. Uh, it, it creates interesting stories, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you know, damn it, it just really depends on how bad it is. I mean, if you damage a fuel cell off-road... Uh, mm -hmm. I can't think of a way that you're going to repair a fuel cell. Uh, no. It's going to be a replacement, and it's going to be, you know, several hundred dollars. Well, and the other thing, too, is we always say to everybody that we work with, what are you planning to do? You know, if you're just going to do fire roads and basic wheeling, you probably don't need to be worrying about right. rock sliders and or skid plates. Right. But the minute you get into the medium trails uh, or blue squares, as we call them up here, um, you need to start thinking about protecting that undercarriage and making sure that you aren't having the damages because that's where I think people get stuck and they'll, they first have to learn to pick a line and get over it correctly. But if they don't, that's how you're going to learn and bam, you got damage. So, mm -hmm. you know, new people can get stuck. So, well, uh, and, and actually I didn't really start thinking about a full skid system on the gladiator uh, until you uh, were, was talking about a Jeep talk show event there uh, in your area and mm -hmm. uh, what you had, uh, you had actually like uh, in uh, our our last classic episode or flagship episode on Tuesday, you had uh, talked about uh, what you need to do for wheeling events. And one of the things mm -hmm. that you did was tell everybody what the requirements were, uh, the, yes. the recommended requirements. And yep. the, the requirements, I think, were 37-inch tires. Uh, and if you don't have 37s, 35s would be okay, but you might need uh, to have a, a good skid plate system on your correct. vehicle. And you can correct me on that if I'm remembering wrong. No, you're, that's correct. No, you're right. 
So I started yeah. I started looking, and of course I fell in love. I, I, I just love the motorbuilt bumpers that I have on the Gladiator. So uh, when I find a, a manufacturer that I really like the build and the quality of uh, of it, it just makes me feel comfortable looking for more things from them. So uh, I'm sure there's several manufacturers out there that have great skid systems. I just love the whole idea of it just being it's not a it's not a boat bottom, but it's it's <laughs> it's almost like that because there's so yeah, much cover. It's protected, yeah. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Tech Talk, a very free-flowing uh, conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed learning about the latest Jeep technologies and innovations. From the latest uh, infotainment systems to advanced off-road traction control, Jeep continues to push boundaries of what's possible for off-road vehicles. Be sure and tune in to our next episode of Tech Talk, where we'll be discussing uh, even more cutting-edge technology from the world of Jeeps. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep on Jeeping. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and there must be some cosmic law in the universe that says there could only be so many XJs on the road at one any given time. <laughs> but as soon as Josh gets his XJ rolling, I lose compression in cylinder one and two on oh, my no. XJ. And no. at 285,000 miles, I figured it was probably time for a whole rebuild. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that five ants rented an apartment with five other ants. Yeah, now they're tenants. That joke just doesn't work unless you're reading it, I guess. I just lost my job at the calendar factory. Yeah, I took a whole month off. All right, boys and girls, I know that one's not much better. I'll chat you later and have a good one. Bye. And I've got a huge ass. I actually like that joke on the tenants. That's actually pretty dang funny. <laughs> yeah, you're going to use that one. I can tell. <laughs> I am. I'm like, that was good. I like it, Nikki G. Keep them coming. Uh, in our next interview episode, we're going to have a special guest interview with John Forrester, founder and CEO of Dash Poncho, a leading manufacturer of Jeep accessories and gear. John will be sharing uh, his story on how he got started in the Jeep industry and challenges he faced and how they've grown in their business over the years. Uh, he'll also be giving us a sneak peek at some of their latest products and projects. If you're a Jeep enthusiast and uh, or interested in the business side of the industry, you won't want to miss this interview. Tune in to our next episode uh, of the next interview episode to, to hear from John of dashponcho.com. I'd go over there right now and have a look, uh, frankly. Yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> and you can learn more about their business and the uh, Jeep accessory market. It was a, it was really a fun interview. John's a great guy. That's cool. And it's uh, tomorrow, right? Friday? That's right. Uh, Friday. Every Friday is our interview episode, four episodes a week, Tuesday through Friday. And as I like to say, that's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Friday. All four days. <laughs> Just in case you don't know the days of the week. That's right. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave, leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, be sure to follow us on social media. And, uh, well, you know, the Tic Tac is good, but uh, do you, Wendy, did you know that we actually have a verified check mark next to the Jeep Talk Show name on Twitter now? Wow, that's excellent. It's amazing what you can do with money. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so check us out on the Twitter. And you know, you will get, uh, if you follow us on uh, any of the uh, social media platforms, the major ones anyway, you will get notifications of when a new episode is available. So if you don't want to subscribe or you're going to get around to it, but you still want to get notifications of when there's a new episode, you can just simply subscribe, uh, follow, friends, stock, whatever it is, uh, on the, the various uh, platforms, and uh, you will get a notification when there's a new episode on uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Did I mention four days a week? Yes, you did. Four <laughs> times. <laughs> So until next week, have a great Jeep week and, you know, do something Jeepy. Broadcasting since 2010.